Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Deb Brown-Marr. Deb is the president of Deb Brown Sales and author of Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales. She specializes in helping entrepreneurs and freelancers take the ick out of your sales process. After realizing how many people unfairly associated her with the pushy used car salesman type everyone hates. She took a professional sales course and recognized certain principles being taught that resonated with her faith. Using any form of manipulation to get a sale was not an option though. She was gifted to be good in sales and knew she could help people through whatever she was selling. And that's how people started to trust her. So this is going to be an excellent discussion in sales management and sales process. And I love the angle that, that you take it from, you know, like a point of faith and it really helps, you know, to build the trust that you are working with other people. So Deb, thank you so much for joining me and welcome thank to the show. You. It's so good to be here with you, Jeff, and all your listeners. Thank you for joining me. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what makes you so amazing. So I, from the time I was a little girl, I loved the idea of making something and selling it and making money so I could buy more supplies to make other things and sell them. And as a child, I guess I had the advantage of being little and charging the right price. So I had a lot of success. Fast forward after college, when I graduated with a four-year degree that qualified me to do customer service and sales, I realized that I was going to have to find a way to sell that I was comfortable with. And what I was oblivious to as a child became a really big issue when in my first sales job, I was asked to read a script that, to me, if I was sitting on the receiving end of the script, I would have been insulted. So, of course, I couldn't use it. I couldn't do to people what I wouldn't want done to me. I lasted less than a week at that job. But what it did was it made me start looking for ways to sell that were congruent with my value system and that would respect the people that I was approaching as prospects to look for the best fit, not just for me because I wanted to sell something, but for them first. 
make it so that it is, make sure it's going to help them. And if it helps them, they're going to buy and that's going to help me. So I went through quite a few trial and error uh, timeframes. And this is where I've ended up with writing a book that kind of summarizes all that I've learned. It's really interesting that you bring that up. I have been in a number of situations where I was like, you know something, I do not like this, right? I don't think I'll be effective at it. And I just had an allergic reaction to those types of jobs. And like you said, you know, leave within a week because it's just not something that you want to be a part of. What was that like for you to recognize that and be like, okay, I really don't like this situation that I'm in right now. Did you know that there was something better around the corner or did you just make a, an individual determination that just said, I'm not going to do this something, you know, I have faith that something else is going to come around. I had no idea what was around the corner and it did take a number of years before I found someone that was teaching a sales approach who was also a Christian. So he was very careful not to teach techniques that would disregard the other person. Let me give you an, an example, Jeff. People, when you go to buy something, you're looking for a solution to a problem. I don't care what it is, whether it's a product or a service, you've got a situation that you want fixed. You want something better. So you're already feeling a little bit vulnerable. And as a salesperson, if I can come alongside you and even help you understand your situation better than you did before we spoke, and in the process of that, help you make a good decision for yourself, then, as I said, we both win. In those cases where that discussion reveals that there's not a great fit, then we're not going to do business together, and we shouldn't. And I will talk to people just like that. No turn of a phrase, no trying to twist somebody's arm into a partial solution, just being straightforward and honest. And it's amazing how people appreciate that. You know, I really appreciate that when I, you know, especially in the digital marketing world, there is so much noise out there. There is so yes. much, you know, there are so many tactics and you just, you know, sometimes you get overwhelmed on what I really should be paying attention to and what, and what I shouldn't, what tactics really make sense and which ones don't. And then, you know, like I've even found that even if you employ the best tactics and you, you know, and you put that, you, you put that information out there, you still have haters and you still have people who are going to be like, you know, something, I don't like the way you're doing it or they'll blast you on Facebook or things like that. Have you ever had that happen to you that even though you were, you were teaching from a, let's just call it a really good place, right? Where your heart was in the right place. But then you still had this pushback like, oh no, you're trying to sell something to me and I don't like it. Like, how did you deal with that kind of objection? Immediately, I say, time out, let's talk. And depending on what has been said, Jeff, I'm going to invite an open conversation about the reaction. 
I want to understand. Did I offend you somehow? Was it something I said? Let's talk. Well, that's sage advice. Thank you so much for that. Let's shift gears towards your one big tip. And, you know, like your one big tip here was, you know, was actually kind of interesting about having a structured approach to sales, right? And, you know, we've seen all the lead magnets and like, you know, this is how we set up our sales process, things like that. But what I really like about this is not only setting expectations, you know, for the beginning of the conversation, but also, you know, like in the middle and at the end, like, like what kind of results are you going to get? Walk us through what this looks like and how you teach this to other groups. So the sales structure that I focus on that, that I excel at and help others with is those sales where you have to talk to someone in order to consummate that sale. You may be doing lead gen online, but there comes a point in your sales process where you have to have the conversation to gain the understanding to see whether you have a good fit between what you have and what they need. So that conversation needs to have a structure. Most people think sales is kind of by the seat of the pants and people develop their own, what what they call their own mojo. They do certain things every time and they say certain things in certain ways. What I'm referring to is like the steel girders of a building. So girders, the, the rooms themselves are set, but there's lots of flexibility as to how you decorate those rooms or paint them or outfit them or windows or doors, etc. So the sales structure is a series of steps that when you use those steps in that order consistently, you will get the best result. Notice I didn't say you always make the sale because that's not the goal. The goal is to create an environment where you and the prospect can discover together whether it makes sense to work together or not. Yeah, so that uh, so that uh, that makes sense to me. But how do you then gauge as your mid conversation whether this is going your way and whether it's not? Like, what are some of the cues that you pick up on in order to make that determination? Yeah, so that's where the expectation setting comes in. If you don't let let's pretend you're going to a meeting, and you get there and there's no stated agenda, what usually happens? Meeting doesn't go so smoothly, right? So setting expectations is about you as the salesperson starting the conversation by stating the objectives of the conversation and gaining agreement from the other person that yes, that is what they want to cover. So if you set the expectations at the beginning, then as you go through the conversation, You have a chance to get back on track if you've gotten off track. You have a chance to point back to the expectations that were set to reset the course of the conversation. And then I also advocate that at the end of the sales conversation, which isn't necessarily the end of the sales process, many sales take multiple calls. 
you also set expectations to make sure everyone is clear on what's going to happen next. So you're establishing what was accomplished and what comes next and what deliverables each party might have before you meet again. So that's really interesting because basically what you're doing is that you're, you're creating an outline, right? right. Of what, uh, of what the expectations are, what you have covered already. And basically you are mapping out from the first phone call all the way through the multiple cl- phone calls until closing right. that you know, this is where we are in the process. We're 50% of the way through 75% of the way through, you know, we have a few more, a few more items that we need to take care of before we can, before we can call this sale closed. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, success have you seen with uh, coaching sales teams to use that methodology and make it work for their sales teams? So I made a decision a long time ago to only work with people who want to learn. So I, when I talk to a company that has a sales team, I always make sure to engage with the sales manager and the salespeople themselves to get buy-in. Because if someone doesn't want to learn, as you alluded to earlier, they could put up some very real obstacles that would derail the teaching and the learning of everyone in the room. So I'm very careful to engage each individual to get the buy-in from each one when I work with companies. I also do a lot of work with individuals, so that is a non-issue. What kind of software do you uh, do you encourage sales teams to use that can implement this type of methodology? Is it just you know like having a a loose script, or is there something a little bit more in depth that helps people get from stage to stage? How does that look in your world? There. It's important to be able to master each of the steps and transition between them. So there are some phrases that I ask people to memorize only because they work. And if I'm going to teach you a phrase, it will work 100% of the time. A lot of people think this person can sell because it's in their nature and they just have the personality for it and I could never do what they do. The truth is that there are some ways of engaging in conversation with people that work 100% of the time, no matter what your personality is, no matter whether you're introvert or extrovert. So I will teach those phrases but honestly, it's when you approach sales as a conversation where there's give and take, where you're learning more than you're telling, especially in the early stages, that you're learning someone's story and you're gaining the information that you need to be able to guide them to the best possible solution. What would be an example of one of those phrases, one or a few of those phrases that people can use in order to make that transition from step one to step two? So I'm going to share the only clothes that I like to use because so many people really shudder at the thought of having to close a sale. 
once you have qualified someone, you know they have a problem you can solve, you know they have the budget allocated, and you know that they are willing to make the decision to move forward. Then it's time to ask, where do we go from here? What I'm doing with that question is giving the prospect control over what comes next instead of telling them what comes next. And in so doing, they feel more comfortable because they're, they feel in control of the money they're about to spend. You know, I love that question because basically you're not just asking like, all right, are you free next week, Tuesday? You know, you ask them, you, you know, where, you know, where do we go from here and let them decide, you know, like, yeah, I really liked what I heard. You know, let's get this started or I need another week. I need to talk to my business partner, you know, like whatever it is, you're respecting boundaries, right? Exactly. You're, respecting, you're respecting, you know, like, uh, you're respecting boundaries, you're respecting people's time and you're really putting them in a position where, you know, like they are in power, but some more aggressive sales teams, you know, may, may bristle at something like that. Right. You know, we'll be like, well, wait a second. If you don't go in for the close right away, you know, like how good of a salesperson are you? So let's say, for example, you use that question, but it doesn't necessarily work in your favor. Oh, I'm going to think about it in another week. You know, well, another week puts me into the next quarter, you know, and I'm going to, you know, I haven't made my numbers yet. You know, all that, you know, all that neat stuff. I do. What are some of the ways that you can just sort of like reel that back in, you know, instead of just using that as an objection to, you know, that's basically a no, you know, if they're not ready to make a say, uh, you know, a buying decision today. So I'm always going to ask the question based on what has been said. So if they said, I am, uh, I'll make a decision next week, then I'm going to come back and say, I appreciate that you need some time. What did I miss? What information do you not have that you need to have to be able to make a good decision? And, and how does that work out then? Because say, for example, you know, like, you know, the objection is legitimate, right? The objection is, you know, mm -hmm. like I do need to speak with my business partner. I right. do need to bring this back to my team. Um, I don't know where my VP is on, you know, on this particular issue, you know, you can push and push and push, but you know, at some point you're going to be labeled as pushy, right. In order to do that. In that case, what I'm going to do is offer to meet with whatever that other party is. And it would sound something like this, Jeff. Jeff, I never expect anybody to do my selling for me and I don't wanna put you in an awkward position. So what, what do you think? I'm more than willing to schedule another meeting with you and this person so that I can answer their questions directly. What do you think? Sage advice. I love it. You know, basically what you're doing is that, you, you know, like you're still, you're still in a friendly way, putting yourself in a position where you're, where you're definitely leading and guiding the conversation yet right. are respecting the boundaries that they just put up. Exactly. Very well said. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Deb, where can people learn more about you and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? So my website is debbrownsales.com. There is a ton of information out there 
Um, lots of different ways that you can engage with me, including through my bi-weekly sales tips. I also do online group sales coaching and lots of free resources on my learning center. So if you'd like to chat, I love talking with people. I love getting into a dialogue just like this one, Jeff. So send me an email, deb at debbrownsales.com. Amazing. Deb, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. It's been Thanks a lot of fun. Thanks for having I, me. I love nerding out on this stuff, you know, and especially about sales process and doing it from a, you know, from a, a you know, from a giving position, right? right? Which, you right. know, instead of this predatory or aggressive type, you know, type of situation, I feel that it will really help people understand that. Yes, there is another way. You don't always have to go, you know, full frontal and just, you know, knock someone out in order to get the sales. So thank you so much for joining me. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.